Now, prepare your ear holes as we bring you another great podcast from the Poop Culture Extended Universe. Warning, the following program features content that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Bo Cephas Broadcast. Greetings, boys and girls, and welcome to episode... Bocephus Broadcast. Glad to be back in the basement with you for another week of shenanigans across the World Wide Web. It is a Thursday lunch hour as this is being recorded, which is kind of rare, but I got a lot of stuff that I got to take care of this weekend, and uh, I'm going to be out of town for most of it, so I figured I would sit down and uh, knock this out a little bit early. Not a whole lot to report on this week. It's kind of been a slow week. It is February 1st. Tomorrow's Groundhog Day, and I hope that uh, that little bastard has some good news to report because I'm tired of the cold and then the heat and the back and forth and stuff. I'm tired of coming home at lunch and switching from a coat to a jacket or a jacket to a coat. Depending on the day, the weather's all willy-nilly. That is, uh, that is the Midwest, though. One day you got close to 60 degrees, the next it's butt cold. Not unlike the, uh, the teens, much like today. My hands are tired of this. They hate me. They're dry, they're cracked, they're disgusting. They're more susceptible to cardboard cuts. They sting. It's awful. But um, thanks to my sister, my brother-in-law, and my nephews, I got this thing called the uh, the Man Can for Christmas. I think the company that makes it called like the uh, the Plum Soap Company or something like that. I'll have to look that up. But yeah, it's called the Man Can. It comes in a paint can that just says the Man Can on it. And inside are a bunch of manly goodies. There's like a bar of soap. There's a wash mitt. There's some uh, shave solution, shave butter or something like that. There's some aftershave balm, and there's some hand butter. But if you're anything like me in the winter, you're, you're going through all kinds of different lotion and stuff to try to keep your hands from drying out, cracking, and being all nasty, looking like a piece of stained glass window. But this hand butter, I cracked into the man can last night, and that's the first thing I've used so far. So the man butter is this, uh, I don't even want to call it like a salve. It's legitimately, it feels like butter. You're putting butter on your hands. It feels amazing. It's wonderful, and uh, it works. My hands are nice and smooth. The only the only drawback, and some might not even call it a drawback, it's just different for me. It smells like black licorice, and I thought nothing of it until I crawled in bed last night, and Emily's like, did you eat black licorice? Which I don't know if I've ever eaten black licorice, so that was an odd question to ask, but yes, it does smell like black licorice. I'm not entirely sure why. I'm sure there's an ingredient in there that uh, that uh, is shared. In the making of black licorice. But anyway, I'm going to keep using it because I like it. It smells good. It feels good. It's obviously doing the job. I just, you know, I won't do it before I go to bed so that we don't go to bed with the smell of black licorice in our nostrils. So before bed, I'll use the old school stuff, the stuff that's got like Vaseline or whatever in it. But yeah, I would definitely recommend it. I'm looking forward to using the other products in the man can. So Google that and I'm pretty sure you can find it. Like I said, I'll keep you updated as to uh, the company that makes it if you're interested. But it is good that I'm getting kind of a head start into the weekend on my beauty regimen because we are headed out of town to St. Louis this weekend. Saturday night, the Peabody Opera House, Tim Allen. Yes, that Tim Allen. Uh, he's, he's doing stand-up, I guess. I don't know. He's, he's, he's putting on a show at the Peabody Opera House, which is one of my absolute favorite venues in the area that I've ever been to. So that'll be a nice Saturday night. Nice way to uh, kick off the month of February. Plan is to uh, drop Cal off at the Doggy Sitter. So he can spend a uh, play date weekend with all of his strange friends. I say strange friends. They're, they're strange to us. He knows them. He spends more time with them at the uh, 
the alpha dog boarding place. So we'll drop him off. We'll head down. We'll uh, grab some lunch. We'll do some moseying around. I'm sure a trip to Ikea is in store, even though we don't really need anything from there. And some stuff we probably can't afford. But, you know, it's always fun to go in there and get lost. What is it with Ikea? Do Swedish people, are like all their retail stores and furniture stores, are they just mazes? Don't get me wrong. I love Ikea, but good Lord, it'd be easy to get lost in there. Because I have. I think the bathroom is the only place that I haven't been lost. Maybe that food court area, too, which, by the way, the food is uh, food's pretty good. Those Swedish meatballs, that might be the perfect size lunch to hold us over until dinner, pre-show dinner. It's actually a really good idea. I'll bark that down. So, yeah, we're going to head down early. We're going to see Tim Allen Saturday night. I'm sure we'll get some dinner beforehand downtown. And with any luck, this time, I will not be accosted in the restroom of a barbecue restaurant. Luckily, as of right now, I have no cash in my wallet. Last time, I had about four dollars $500 in cash in my wallet, so it could have been a lot worse. I'm sure. I ended up getting out of the bathroom with uh, just only giving away like $4 for quote-unquote gas. So who the hell knows what happened to that money? That really that was a hell of a terrible way to start off my 29th birthday, by the way. Getting, getting pretty much uh, barricaded in the bathroom with a gentleman who was not going to let me out until I gave him some money. I kind of put a damper on the entire evening, but you know, it is what it is. You can't go back and change it. So yes, the goal is to not be accosted in the restroom before the evening's event. So far, I feel like my odds are pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good about this. I'm feeling it out, making sure that the restroom is not kind of in a secluded wing of the establishment. That's probably the first key to success there and avoiding that whole situation once again. Of course, last time it was it was a WWE event, so I was you know kind of disheartened. It kind of took me out of out of my element. Something I really would have enjoyed watching. But anyway, again, like I said, it is what it is. But speaking of sports, the Super Bowl is this Sunday, and of course, there's all kinds of hullabaloo that uh, accompanies that. I've not watched hardly any football over the uh, last year, maybe two years, to be honest with you. But I always watch the Super Bowl because it's a, it's an American spectacle. It's a tradition. It's a pastime. So I'll be watching this Sunday. But like I said, I haven't watched a lot of football this year. And it's not by, you know, like some purposeful choice or anything. Like I didn't intentionally set out to not watch football. I just haven't watched it as much. I, I don't know. It kind of comes and goes in waves for me. There's, you know, a year or two where I'm pretty into it. You know, I'm not hardcore like the fantasy sports teams and stuff like that. But I, I do enjoy watching the game. And like a lot of people, I enjoy the Super Bowl because it's a chance for me to eat like garbage and watch all the uh, commercials that, that honestly, over the last couple of years, if I recall right, there haven't been that many commercials that have really stood out to me that have really kind of grabbed my attention. But I'm sure there's going to be a couple of bangers this weekend that are going to blow the roof off the place. I don't, uh, I don't, who's the, who's the Super Bowl halftime performer this year? Is Justin Timberlake? I think that's who it is. See, that's, that's how much uh, in the know I am with football this year. Aside from the whole kneeling controversy and, you know, the subsequent Facebook profile pictures that have the filters on them that say, I stand for the anthem, but the uh, person in the photo is clearly seated. It's pure sense of irony, as Facebook tends to be. But I will say one thing that has uh, certainly caught my eye over the last several months as it pertains to football is that of the Bills Mafia. Now, you've likely seen the videos as well. There's, you know, outlandish stunts, all kinds of tomfoolery that uh, happens during tailgate parties before Buffalo Bills games. Now, it uh, it combines two of my favorite things. Partying. I like to party. I like to party. I like to party. I like to party. I'm Rod. No, you're Kevin. Right. Kevin. I party. No, 
No, you don't. Okay, nobody parties but me. Yes. And we party. No! Yeah, just Rod. Yes. And me. No! I'm the only one who parties. I'm pretty sure I've partied before. No, Kevin, I know for a fact you don't party, okay? You do not party. You're right. Dave's the party guy. <laughs> Sweet. Oh my god, shut up. And professional wrestling. <laughs> So the whole Bills Mafia thing, come to find out, it all started with a hashtag and a guy named Del Reed. Now, luckily, I was able to reach out to Del and, uh, and, and chat with him earlier this week to learn more about it. Now, he doesn't necessarily condone the whole uh, Bills Mafia hashtag thing being attached to people, you know, slamming each other through tables and whatnot. But it's still pretty cool, you know, for something you that something that you created to kind of take a hold on social media, whether or not it's the intended way that you wanted it to or not. And we kind of touched on that. But, uh, you know, I, I'm also a sucker for a good cause. And and I was really pleased to find out that Dell kind of used this whole platform, this whole movement uh, to help raise money for good causes through the company he founded, which is called 26 Shirts. We'll also talk more about that. So up next, you're going to learn all about the whole thing as I sit down with the godfather of the Bills Mafia, Del Reed. You're listening to the Bo Cephas Broadcast. We live in a world with too many accounts, too many passwords, and not enough time to remember which one belongs to what. Luckily, there's Vault. Vault is the visualized approach to passwords. Store all your passwords behind one truly random master password using photos instead of words and numbers. With the ability to store your passwords across all your devices, Vault is making passwords painless. Right now, when you visit vault.io slash PCEU, you'll be entered to win a $100 Visa gift card. Download Vault and enable the backup and sync feature and receive an additional five entries. That's VALT.io slash PCEU. Vault. Make passwords painless. We now return to the Bo Cephas Broadcast. My guest today is the man behind one of the biggest social media movements of the last few years. He's the creator of the Bills Mafia hashtag, which has spawned some of the most incredible videos in the history of the internet. It's a pleasure to welcome to the program today, Mr. Del Reed. Very glad to have you here. How you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me on. I'll be the first to admit I'm not I'm not as up to snuff on football as I uh, as I once was. So, for those uh, that are kind of in the same boat as me, tell me how the Bills Mafia movement came to be. How'd you start it? Well, it's a it's a bit of a long story, but for the sake of brevity, I'll try and you know uh, make it, <laughs> make it tolerable. Uh, we it was an uh, inside joke between myself and a few uh, fellow Bills fans uh, back in late 2010, early. Uh, 2011, uh, we had made some jokes with Adam Schefter, ended up blocking all of us. And I promise we weren't being jerks. That's why it was kind of funny. Like, he was being a little oversensitive in, in, in our opinion, but um, he ended up blocking us. So I, I referred to us as, you know, the four or five of us as the Bills Mafia. And it was just kind of like a, um, a joke that admittedly sounds kind of cool when you say it out loud. It rolls off the tongue nicely. And some players eventually discovered it, and it kind of like became a thing. Yeah, and I was I was reading an article that mentioned your kids. You have two daughters, and uh, you know they I guess they ask why you continue to follow a team that has not had maybe much success in the last several years. And the response that you gave them was that there's something that happens. There's something different in the air when the Bills are performing well. Tell me what changes in Buffalo when that happens. What's the feeling? What's the vibe like? 
Oh man, it's 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 crazy. It's it really is a it becomes in a lot of ways a different place. Um, you know, I'm I'm 42, so I grew up during the Super Bowl years. I managed to you know I witnessed that the whole rise of that team and the eventual uh, fall, you know, in the late 90s and everything. Um, but when the team is doing well, especially like playoffs, it's it just like every sign has some unauthorized use of the Bills logo, or every sign, sorry, every store has like some <laughs> unauthorized use of the Bills logo in the window saying, go Bills. And uh, the community just really rallies around it. And it's been a while since uh, we've had that here. Uh, the Sabres uh, had a good run in the late 90s and again in the mid-2000s. Uh, but when, the, the, when it's teams are doing well, Buffalo just, the only way I can describe it is it comes alive. It, it just becomes such a cool... Uh, rallying point for uh, just the, the, all the citizens and you know everybody lives here and everything. And it's often said that people don't say goodbye in Buffalo; they just say "Go Bills." It sounds like uh, it almost sounds like homecoming. You know that that kind of feeling you get when you're you're in high school and homecoming's coming up. You know, you got the big game, you got the dance, and all that. Is it is it uh, similar to that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Buffalo has been described. I'm not the first to describe it as uh, a professional sports town with a college atmosphere and that's really how it is um buffalo's not so big that you know you can play a play a sport here and not have fans recognize you when you go shopping and everything <laughs> and uh it's it's uh it's funny there's always a joke like uh the reason that chris drury not not the reason but probably one of the reasons chris drury left the sabers to go play for the rangers back in 2007 was because he could go shopping without having somebody walk up to him and ask him what's wrong with the power play <laughs> so um, <laughs> it's it really is like a, it, Buffalo is a special place when it comes to its sports. So it's like the uh, the ideal place to be a celebrity, really. Yeah, big fish, small pond. Yeah, I guess you could you could put it that way. <laughs> if if, if yeah. you like the attention, you know, we're here for you. Now, uh, so from what I understand, and we kind of talked on this uh, before we we started rolling. Your intent with the creation of the Bills Mafia it was more to kind of offer support to have fun. Um, you know, celebrate fandom of the team, but as the internet tends to do, it, it picks up on something and it kind of runs away with it. Now, you know, we've got tailgaters that are slamming each other through tables and, and pulling off other stunts. Do you, you don't associate with that part? Like you, do you condone, I guess the, the Bill's mafia brand getting attached to that? Well, it's one of those things where it doesn't really matter if I condone it or not. Uh, it's funny. My, the way I always describe it is uh, my, I always dreamed about what it would be like if the term Bill's mafia, as it started to grow, back in 2011, 2012, <laughs> what it would be like if it became the de facto name for all Bills fans. And it kind of has mm-hmm. in a lot of right. ways now. Um, and so with that comes uh, everybody, <laughs> everybody associated with the team. <laughs> and, uh, I, and I've always said, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, what makes uh, sports so amazing is it's the one thing that's going to bring everybody from every segment of society together, every socioeconomic status, every color, every race, every uh, religion, like they're all in the stands on Sunday afternoon watching the same team, cheering for the same team. Um, you know, with that, you know, it comes the, you know, uh, the college kids and whoever they want to blow off steam on a Sunday before a game. So, um, you know, I, you're never going to see a video of me on Deadspin Monday morning jumping through a table. Um, <laughs> and I'm not going to say I necessarily condone it because I'd prefer my kids not do that, but you know, when they get older, but you know, every, it, different strokes, different folks. And, um, if that is something that people enjoy for some reason, by all means have at it. And, 
like I said, with <laughs> the term Bills Mafia, with it becoming the de facto name. I mean, hopefully now it's also known for fans who support charities for other teams' quarterbacks, like with Andy Dalton. So um, it, it really is something that just has encompassed everybody. Yeah, and that's that was my next point that I was going to make. The, there's a feel-good part to this whole story, despite you know all the shenanigans and the outlandish stunts and things that you see on the internet. That you know, at the heart of the Bills Mafia lies charity, and um, you know, just giving back. Andy Dalton, Bengals quarterback, scoring a game-winning touchdown against the Ravens. Had the Ravens won, the Bills would have been out of the playoffs. So the Bills Mafia. Uh, the story, you know, they they band together, they help raise thousands and thousands of dollars for the Andy and Jordan Dalton Foundation, which supports seriously ill and physically challenged kids and their families. So Bills fans were were thanking the Bengals quarterback, Andy Dalton, for keeping the dream alive. There's a sense of irony in that whole thing. But I mean, at its core, that's got to feel pretty good to have the Bills mafia name attached to something that big. Yeah, absolutely. When the whole thing started, you know, we were selling T-shirts and everything and you know, people asked, you know, is this whole thing just about selling t-shirts? And, you know, we were like, absolutely not. And that was, we honestly hadn't thought about what we were going to do with the money. We weren't even selling that many to begin with like two or three, you know, but, um, but, the, but we said, you know what, any money we make, we're going to give to Roswell park, which is a local cancer hospital here in Buffalo. So, um, from the jump, I think Bill's mafia has always been associated, uh, at least for those who have been paying attention, you know, with, with giving back to the community. So I'm not taking credit for, you know, uh, the fellow Bills fan, Kevin, whose idea it was to give to uh, Dalton's foundation, but it's just kind of like, that's how we are. So I, I'm not going to take credit for, for much of um, the success that's happened, but uh, just, you know, Bills fans or, or Buffalo is called the city of good neighbors. I think I, I read somewhere that per capita, we have more nonprofits than anywhere else in the nation. So it's kind of just, who we are is to give back. And that's the best, you know, you can't really run up to Andy Dalton and give him a hug or give him a high five, but you can, you know, throw 17 bucks, you know, at his foundation and just like a, Hey, thanks for that. You know? And that's kind of just, that was an outlet that people were able to express their gratitude towards him. And it's something that falls in line naturally with how, you know, the Western New York culture um, is kind of made up. Are you surprised that the, the whole movement has, has taken hold the way it has? Uh, the, just the whole Bills Mafia thing, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who am I to say? No, I'm not surprised. <laughs> An artistic jerk would say that. Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy. <laughs> um, I, I, I never thought, you know, that it would ever, like some little wisecrack I made on Twitter in early 2011, I think, <laughs> how that would ever take off like this is insane. But, um, you know, from it, you know, I, we, we spawned a, it spawned a t-shirt company that I, I I now run and um, who, you know, our goal is to give back for every shirt we sell. And we've uh, raised over $455,000 to date um, through our t-shirt sales based out of all this, you know, social media. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Presence I've developed uh, over the years. So um, I never thought that was going to be my full-time vocation. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> and yet was, here you are. Yeah, here I am. So uh, it, you know, I, in a lot of ways, I owe it to Adam Schefter, <laughs> at least for getting the ball started and <laughs> blocking me. He since unblocked me, so that's cool. We're 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 good. But um, yeah, man, I never would have expected that. It's crazy, you know. But sure, like I said, it's a funny, it's a funny name that it kind of rolls off the tongue nicely. I think uh, when the Bills drafted EJ Manuel uh, back in 2013, 
he said, I just love the, he tweeted, I just love the way Bill's Mafia sounds. And I was like, all right, cool. So it's just kind of, it just has a lot of things going for it in that respect, I suppose. And yeah, life is weird. <laughs> I will second that. I do want to take uh, a few moments to talk about the business you founded, 26 shirts. Every two weeks, uh, you release a new sports-themed T-shirt. Every shirt purchased, as you said, results in a donation to a worthy cause. So tell me, how'd you get into the T-shirt business, and, and how is the company helping out good causes? Yeah, so when uh, the Bills Mafia whole uh, movement really started rolling, you know, our Twitter account uh, had, a, had a lot of followers. So people were always asking, like, hey, can you share this, or can you retweet this, or, or whatever? And because I've never, you know, um, never, I was never selling anything through it. We were given the proceeds from the shirts we were making. I said, I've always joked that like, well, if I'm not making money off it, you're not making money off it. So tell me why you want me to share this, you know? And I had a right. guy reach out to me who said in October, 2013, he reached out to me, Scott. And he says, um, Hey, can you share this, uh, raffle I'm doing for this, um, autographed Mario Williams Jersey, which at the time was pretty cool. Now you could probably get it. It's Salvation Army here in Buffalo, but at the time it was pretty cool. So, uh, and to top it off, he actually won it from Summer Sanders, who is an uh, Olympic oh, wow. medalist. Yeah, so yeah, he's a Bills fan. So, um, I'm like, all right, dude, tell me your story. Why do you want to get rid of this um, autographed jersey from one of the biggest players on the team that you won from a freaking Olympian? You better have a good story. <laughs> you know? And it turned out that his daughter Amber had um, retinoblastoma, which is a fancy way to say eye cancer. Mm. And he was basically raising money to help uh, with the, her care and the travel costs associated with getting her back and forth from uh, North Carolina to Sloan Kettering, I believe is where she's receiving treatment. He's a, a Buffalo expat. So, um, I, you know, I'm reading this story about his daughter and I'm really, I was really moved. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I will be more happy to retweet your raffle, dude. No problem. All right, cool. <laughs> and so it just, it just got me thinking, you know, because I've always been a bit of a t-shirt honk and I've been doing stuff through, you know, all the Bill's Mafia stuff. And um, I really wanted to, I felt like this had an opportunity to be bigger than just selling a special shirt. Oh yeah. Cause I said, I'll retweet it. And then I said, next time we sell a special shirt, I'll give you the proceeds. And so I really wanted this to be something more than that. Or I, I felt like it could be, I should say. And, uh, so yeah. I'm talking with some of my friends, uh, I go to a, like a, a, a Monday night men's group, Bible study, hangout thing. And we we're just talking. I was like, I got this idea. And I, I, I think I could sell a different shirt like every week and, you know, help out a different family. And, they talked me off the ledge from doing it every week to like every two weeks. And I was, <laughs> my friend Jake uh, says, that's like 26 shirts. I'm like, yeah, I know, but I think I can do it. I woke up the next morning. It was kind of like stuck in my head, like 26 shirts. And so I registered the domain and uh, put a little blog post together and talked about my idea. And it kind of got traction really quickly. And it's just snowballed to the point where in 2015, when I got laid off from my job, um, I decided that I could probably make this work full time with a few tweaks and changes and that's what's going on. So we now have, you know, um, three different cities that we serve plus a fourth line, which is just strictly pop culture. And like I mentioned, we've raised uh, over $455,000 to date. Man, that is awesome. Uh, I do want to ask, I, I know you don't uh, condone all the shenanigans that are now associated with Bill's Mafia, but if you had to be uh, covered in ketchup or mustard or driven through a table, which would you choose? Oh, ketchup and mustard, man. Kenny's a legend. <laughs> you know, I, Kenny, Pinto Ron, Kenny yes. is a legend, man. That is, I, I'm not here to throw shade at that, man. Kenny's, <laughs> Kenny's a bigger Bills fan than I could ever aspire to be. So, 
I'd be honored to stand next to him and get maybe just once, but still, I'd be honored to do it just one time. <laughs> I him think you're, the, uh, you're on track. I think it could happen. Uh, yeah, maybe. Who knows? But uh, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's, there's there's no shame in, in, in anything Kenny does. He's a great guy. Good stuff. If folks want to check out 26 shirts, where do they go to do that? Just 26shirts.com. We have a Buffalo line, a Chicago line, and a Pittsburgh line. And like I mentioned, a new line as well. This is uh, called Fantastic, and that is all available at the same website. And that's all like, you know, pop culture, science fiction, parodies, and stuff like that. All right. Del Reed, godfather of the Bills Mafia and founder of 26 Shirts. Thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate you reaching out. The Bo Cephas Broadcast. Hi there. This is Dr. Richard Foliage inviting you to check out The Rock Show, a brand new podcast dedicated to the study of rocks. This monthly program takes you for a wild ride through the realm of rocks. The debut episode of The Rock Show takes us to Star Rock State Park near Oglesby, Illinois for a fascinating geode hunt. You don't want to miss all the action-packed excitement. Check out The Rock Show, America's newest and soon-to-be most trusted podcast resource for all things that rock. We now return to the Bo Cephas Broadcast. That, I believe, is going to do it for episode 55 of the Bo Cephas Broadcast. Again, my thanks going out to Del Reed, the godfather of the Bills Mafia hashtag. Check out his website, 26shirts.com. If you want to leave a message, you can do so. Call anytime, 247-365-872-222-8610. That is the official number to the Bocephus Broadcast hotline. Call and leave a message, and your message could be featured in next week's show. Again, that number is 872-222-8610. As always, please take a moment, no matter where you're listening to the show, and we're available in a plethora of places, to leave some feedback on the program. Your feedback helps introduce us to new audiences, and we continue to grow and grow and grow. Find the show on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash Broadcast. You can follow along on Twitter and Instagram as well, at BowBeecraft is the handle you want to follow to do that. And as always, if you've got questions, comments, concerns, hate mail, anything of that nature, shoot an email over to BowCephasBroadcast at gmail.com, and I will be sure to respond with a beautiful collage of pictures of Gordon Bombay from the Mighty Ducks trilogy. That being said, my lunch hour is up, and that means i got to go back to the grind. But more news on that coming next week, so stick around because I've got some exciting developments to tell you about. Otherwise, that is going to do it for episode 55. We'll see you right back here next time for episode 56 of the Bocephus Broadcast. We'll catch you then. You've been listening to the Bocephus Broadcast. What you just heard was a podcast in the Poop Culture Extended Universe. For more great podcasts, make your way to www.poopculture.com.